pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's John Bozica, 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Here on 1480 WHBC. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. You know, I'm... Interested to see how the Hall of Fame events are going to be this year. Since we did not have any of them last year, we're preparing for the twice as fun in 21, which has been the kind of motto of the Hall of Fame. We've heard from Rich DeRocher about that uh, multiple times, and obviously we've heard from many others at the Hall of Fame about how excited they are for all of the events this year. To talk about, some of the differences, though, that we might see and the differences that have happened over time. Also want to mention about John Facenda this morning. We bring in John Kendall, who is the archivist at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. John, how are you this morning, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, John. It's always a pleasure to to be talking with you uh, this morning. So uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. You know, I, I was thinking about this because... I know over the weekend my um my father had the professional football researchers uh down at the uh archive room with you and and you gave them the 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 red carpet tour if you will. Um but I I wanted to talk about this because I know how much the Hall of Fame festival has changed over the years. Could you just tell my listeners that maybe don't realize it now, maybe kind of forget it now that it has changed just where it started and where it's come to now? Oh, certainly. Yeah. So, I mean, it started off as, you know, being dubbed the greatest weekend uh, in football. And now I think it's grown to the greatest week in football, obviously, uh, enshrinement week powered by Johnson Controls. Now we have a whole week of events uh, going on, whereas, you know, really starting in 1962, uh, we didn't have an enshrinement in 1962. We didn't even have a building constructed yet, but we had the first ever Hall of Fame game uh, between the uh, New York Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals at uh, Fawcett Stadium at the time to help generate some revenue to to help construction costs. Um, And then in 1963, we elected our first class of enshrinees. That was 17 members in that class. And that, you know, that ceremony and then ceremonies uh, subsequently, uh, you know, the next 20 years or, or even more, uh, really were on one day. Uh, they, we would have the enshrinement ceremony um, in the morning, and then by uh, early afternoon be kicking off the Hall of Fame game, and things would be wrapped up on, you know, that evening, and uh, people would be celebrating the accomplishment uh, Sunday with a, a nice relaxing day off, and now it's uh, a week week long event, uh, maybe ten days with when you add in all the community festival events going on and and so you know that that whole week of events i mean it, it's really unlike um, really anything else I mean maybe comparable to a super Bowl where you you've got um, you know a week long leading up to the big event uh, but with us it, it's not just a week long um, 
you know, getting ready for the main event. It's, it's main events all throughout the week. And so it, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, certainly has changed a lot from, you know, one day kind of cramming in an entrainment and a game together to now, you know, a game on Thursday. And then uh, this year in particular, um, you know, the Enshrinees uh, gold jacket ceremony where they receive their gold jacket uh, on that Friday. So you got the game on Thursday, the gold jacket ceremony on Friday, you got a class, a Centennial Class of 2020 enshrinement on Saturday. You've got the Class of 2021 enshrinement on Sunday. And then the Concert for Legends uh, on Monday. So uh, it's going to be jam-packed, a lot of fun, and uh, really looking forward to it. You know, obviously, we, we've been planning for this for a long time, and uh, things got postponed with the pandemic last year. And so really you can feel the energy building uh not not just within the hall of fame but you know out outside um you know i think people are ready to get out and and be at events and and so we're really looking forward to it tell me about this class going in this year and and all the people going in this year i mean this is this has got to be the largest group of people ever going into the hall of fame at one time correct certainly yeah i mean 17 members was our largest class uh before uh the class of uh, centennial class of 2020 so you know those were kind of the pillars that the game was was built on and and our our idea for the class of 2020 was really to take a look at some of these seniors that maybe had been looked over and and maybe it, you know it was time to to get them in and and uh alleviate some of the backlog that that was uh coming so uh, with the class of, of 2020, um, you know, you've got a lot of seniors, uh, some of them posthumous that had been have already been enshrined. Uh, we held a special enshrinement um, in April, right around draft time, uh, to to get them in. And so their busts are already on display. People like Duke Slater and Max Speedy, uh, Alex Karras. Um, but then you've also got got guys like Troy Palomalu and and Bill Cowher, you know, big uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, contingent Donnie Shell uh, going in with the Centennial Class of 2020, and then uh, obviously the Class of 2021 is just you know there, there's so many marquee names there. You've got Calvin Johnson, first ballot Hall of Famer. You got Peyton Manning, uh, Charles Woodson, also first ballot Hall of Famers, and then guys like John Lynch who and Alan Fanica who have waited their their time. They've been finalists you know many many years, and now finally. Uh, you know, breaking down that barrier and get, getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and uh, Drew Pearson, Tom Flores. So, um, you know, a, a lot of great people, a lot of, of individuals that have obviously reached the pinnacle of their profession and are looking forward to honoring them uh, here in August. It's the voice of John Kendall, archivist at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. John, obviously there have been many great classes that have gone in over the years. Does does this one this year, this 2021 class, does it stack up as being one of those top classes to go, to go in in your mind? I do. I, I do. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard for me. It's kind of like choosing one of your children, right, as, as your favorite. Um, you know, they're, they're all great in their own right, and, you know, you can go back as far, you know, back to the, the first class, but also, you know, you think about, uh, the class in 1985, uh, I believe, with uh, Joe Namath and Pete Rozelle and um, Roger Staubach. You know, those were were huge names at the time uh, to go in, and that was that was a star-studded class. Um, but yeah, you look you look at this, and I mean, just a, a Peyton Manning alone. 
uh, going in, you know, would make a class marquee, just what he gave to the game and um, the, the type of personality that he has. Uh, but then, then you throw in a guy like Calvin Johnson who really changed the wide receiver position. Uh, you look at um, Charles Woodson as well and, and all that he has done, um, you know, as, as a shutdown defensive back and uh, two great organizations that he played for with uh, the Raiders and, and the Packers. And, you know, you just look at that and, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, Alan Fanica and John Lynch, maybe not uh, premier names, but certainly uh, premier guys in the game. Um, to be a finalist, I think Alan Fanica was a finalist for the Hall of Fame seven years uh, in a row. Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that's pretty remarkable. And, and John Lynch, I think, was a finalist uh, maybe that much or, or maybe more, maybe eight years. So uh, these, these guys certainly – uh, this is a great class, and, and then you, you throw, you know, you have the class of 2020, which, you know, we were looking forward to celebrating last year and weren't able to, but uh, this, this is going to be a jam-packed weekend, a jam-packed week, and I, like I said, I think everybody's uh, not just here, uh, we're certainly excited to celebrate them, but I think the public is ready to get out and enjoy events and, and be back together again um, after this, this odd year that, with the pandemic, so uh, this is going to be a, a remarkable enshrinement week powered by Johnson Controls. Now, John, as we know, the Hall of Fame doesn't just celebrate the players who go in, but it also celebrates the game as a course over over time and things that have shaped the game. And one of those things that has shaped the game is NFL films. And anybody that's watched NFL films obviously knows the voice of uh, John Facenda. And um, he's getting an honor this year, the, the Pete Rosell Award. What do you think John Facenda meant to the game of football and, and why do you think it's so important that he gets this well he, he was the voice of the game for for many people um you know they, they most people don't get to go to an nfl game uh some people especially back in that era um and this, this is one of the things i wanted to touch on too is I, I love the fact that the growth of the hall of fame has really mirrored the growth of professional football and NFL football. You know, 1963, when we opened our doors, you know, the NFL wasn't, it was starting to gain popularity, but it wasn't the, the juggernaut that it is today. And now, um, you know, you see how the Hall of Fame brand and the NFL brand, I mean, we've, we've kind of grown together uh, that way. And, and that, that, that's really great. And, and John Facendo was certainly uh, huge in helping that growth because a lot of people were just seeing the highlights uh, that NFL Films was was packaging together, and he was the voice on that, narrating uh, those games. So certainly well deserved. I think it's great that um, you know Steve Sable is going in uh, as a Hall of Famer with the Centennial Class of 2020, and the person that voiced a lot of the football poetry that. Uh, Steve Sable wrote uh, is going in, in um, you know, as the Pete Rozell uh, Radio and T- Television Award winner. Uh, he, he's getting that award um, alongside of him. So, you know, that that's really, uh, I think, a unique and, and fun thing to experience. Um, so really looking forward to, uh, to celebrating uh, uh, John Facenda's career. Um, as well so you know he he certainly had a great career 
um, starting off in radio and then getting into television in the Philadelphia area. And uh, like, like many football um, careers, maybe, um, you know, in this way, he, you know, I think it, it was remarkable that he was found uh, in, a, in a tavern in Philadelphia where Ed Sable was at, uh, and he heard John Facenda uh, kind of narrating uh, at a table some of the NFL film's highlights that were on the television. And, you know, Ed Sable being that visionary who founded NFL films, you know, right away heard that voice and said, we need to figure out a way to get this guy uh, hired by NFL films. And, you know, that one, once they met and, and he got the job, that started a 20-year career at NFL Films that ultimately uh, has led to him being named the Pete Rozelle Radio and Television Award winner. John Kendall, archivist at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I always appreciate the time so much, and, and thank you for joining the show again today. And I know that as the Hall of Fame gets closer and closer to happening this year, all of the events, I know we'll talk again soon, all right? Excellent. Thanks so much, John. Have a great day. You too, sir.